What is up? And welcome back to yet another special edition of Ask PJ Braun here at the Blackstone Labs headquarters in the podcast room with none other than Coach K. And we are here to find out <laughs> what has been going on since the last time we saw her on the show. It's been entirely too long. I mean, how long has it really been? Way too long. The last time we had you on the show, we were in the other room. Yeah. We've already gone through like an apartment, another house, uh-huh. a guest room. A long ass. And now we're back in here. It. Oh, I was doing, I think we did where I did the glutathione. I was like, am I going to die from this? Yeah, yeah. That was. <laughs> my, my arm was frozen, I think. Did we talk about anything like all that exciting on the show that you were on? I don't remember. I would say no. Um, I don't think it was. Everything about Coach K. Yeah, because I told in my Q&A this morning, I was like, Coach K, I was like, if you guys haven't submitted questions, I go, don't ask boring fucking dieting and training questions. Excuse my language. I'm like, Coach K is super cool. She's down to talk about whatever. I'm like, you want to talk to her about DPs, ATMs, and the other abbreviations that I could think of that are sexual, please bring them on. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. That's going to be interesting. (laughs) That's what we're always looking for is interesting topics. Before we start answering the questions, though, um, I really wanted to bring you on just for fun answering the regular questions, but I do also want to know what's going on in your life these days. Really? Yeah. Do you feel like... Because I don't know. I'm pretending I'm pretending that like this is the first time I've talked to Coach K. Hit us with the dirt, K. It's yeah. like a whole setup. You know, so I've been doing the usual coaching thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Hence the Coach K. That yep. thing, Coach K. Um, I moved into a, a... I have a posing studio now. Mm-hmm. So some of you may have seen it. We did a little video in there. Good times. Yeah, good mm-hmm. times. And that's my office now. So instead of working from home, which I've done for years now, I was like, let me get official. Er. So now I have my office. I have the posing studio. I started divabody.com, which is photo shoot wear. It's everyday wear. It's swimwear, and it's posing heels mm. for my athletes and nice. other athletes. And all the stage jewelry, so it's it's a lot of what my athletes were needing anyway, and what like posing clients that come to me, what they need too. So while they're posing, it's like, oh, you can try on shoes, you can try on the jewelry. So when everybody would come to you and say, hey, where do I get this? Where do I get that? Instead of giving them a list of places they could go, you just stock those things actively. Right. Huh, for sense. anybody that doesn't know, photo shoot wear is is like the politically correct word for slutty outfits. Right, and I figured. Yeah. You know, there was a, you know, a need for that in in our industry. I mean, I remember... There's always a need to dress <laughs> slutty in my world. Cheers to that. Everybody should be, except for our moms. They can keep it clean. I mean, do what you want. Just don't let me see it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, I remember doing photo shoots and being like, what am I going to wear? Yeah. Where am I going to get it? And if I am going to wear shoes, what shoes do I have in my closet that really makes sense that I wear on the normal that are going to look good in, in, in this photo in shoot? In just a bathing suit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, I want to put this together for people so that they have like a spot to go to. If they're local, they can make an appointment with me and come by and try things on. You're filling a void. Um, yeah. And then, or they can order online. But um, I like the styling part of it. I like for someone to come in. Even if they have stuff from home, they're like, I, don't, I wasn't sure about this. What do you think? I'll be like... Yeah, I do like that, but like this isn't good. Like I think you should do like this swimsuit I have or or that. And so I, you know, I, I ask them the right questions like how many looks do you get? What kind of looks do you already have that you're missing or and what do you need basically like in your portfolio or what you want? Um, and so, you know, our girls, I think they're all in amazing shape like in the fitness world and, yeah. and they need something that that is small enough and sexy enough to show off their hard work. I, uh, it's funny because I was doing like a, I was trying to do this like little role play thing with, uh, 
Marissa and I wanted her to have like clear like competition shoes. But I was like, I don't even know. I like had I known that, that you had this at the time, I would have just came to you because I was like, I don't even know where, where the hell. Where my girlfriend's stripper shoes? Where do you get? That's what I was like. We stopped at like a um, stripper store, like a stripper store. And I to the guy. I, so I was like, do you have uh, stripper heels? And the guy was a, a dick. And he goes, what are stripper heels? And I was like, heels that a stripper wears on stage. And he was like, we have shoes. Um and they were like, so he was like taking offense to how you were saying. Yeah, it. I what was a like, dick. come on, bro. Like, give me a break. Like, you, everybody knows, you know, you're selling handies in the back. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so needless to say, they didn't have anything for us here. And I was like, man, I don't even know, like, where we would go. I guess we'll order them for the future. And so I forget who I asked. I think I might have asked Janice. Actually, I'm like, she'll know where I can get slutty shoes. And uh, I think I might be making this up. And just to make the story funnier, but I think she said to go to strippershoes.com. And I'm like, that's what the website's called. Makes sense. So I don't know why I didn't think of that in the beginning. That sounds legit. She's like, yeah, just go to strippershoes.com and you'll be able to get all the clear heels you want there. Um, and so in my head, I was like, man, for, for the future, I'm going to have to think of like a, a better way to do this. Now I know I can just tell her to get them from Coach K. Boom. I have this. You got to figure if you do a Google for like stripper shoes, there's probably some online uh like outlet that is just killing the game for it for that exact reason. Yeah. Like, I don't know where to go to get this. I don't want to go to the porn sh shop. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to want to go to the stripper store or whatever in the, the downtown grubby part of, you know, Lake worth or whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, they're, they're probably just type in like stripper shoes on Google. And the first one that comes up is stripper shoe shop. Com. Com. Makes <laughs> sense. So you're selling sexy, not slutty outfits, shoes, earrings, all the stuff for the stage. And that's in your office. So you have an office, how often do you have girls coming into your office? Um, definitely like a couple times a week. Um, depends on the week. Or sometimes I'm FaceTiming girls too, like that aren't local. So I'm, I'm doing that from my office. I mean, I'm at the office like, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. um, and then if they have photo shoots coming up, if they, they come into town for photo shoots or they're coming in town for a show they're competing in, they can stop by and get you know an outfit for a photo shoot that they're doing. Or maybe they need to pick up slides, you know, like, flip-flops you need backstage yeah or maybe they just got a really hot date and they're passing by and you know. yeah i mean because i i do have like dresses and skirts and tops um one-stop so, shop yeah everything you need right there good to know yeah something crashed out there that was loud <laughs> hopefully nobody got <laughs> hurt somebody break in what's going on um do you have guys come in there i would say that's a no yeah i'm trying to think what guys have been in there you were in there shooting a mm -hmm. video i don't count though but and sometimes you know i'll have consultations so people that you know, want to meet me in person before they start working with me. Yeah. I'm like, hey, come to my office. We'll meet 30 minutes. You know, I'll give you the rundown. I'll look at your physique. You can see so, that I'm not somebody online that's not who they say they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, before I tell someone to come to my office, I'm, let's talk on the phone. Let me call you real quick and make sure it's actually a female. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any guys, you know. I don't know if I'm ways. really okay with a guy going in there when you're by yourself. Are you going to be, do you want to be my bodyguard? Possibly. I was going to say, you probably need security. To yeah. Do. I don't know. I don't know if I feel okay with that. But if it's somebody like Joel that you've known for a long time. Yeah. No, no, I'm definitely not having guys there. That's not safe. But I, and I do have a security system with cameras. Oh, that's good. Very good. Do you so have before a gun? I even, I even came in there, I had like, had that all set up. Do you have a nine? Should I get one? Yes. I, I don't have one right now. No, we don't recommend nines. We like 40 of them. <laughs> I do need some kind of protection. <laughs> 
Yeah, if I can't be there. Yeah, I do need something there. I've heard or you can just rifles. keep it, keep it, keep it, girls, and then everybody will just think that you got a little lesbian thing going on in there. Nice. Well, I do have the two couches, which like does kind of seem odd. Like mm. when people come in, like or like FedEx guy, they're like, "What does she do in here?" But, <laughs> it's like, but there's, I mean, it looks like a like a boutique. I mean, I've got the. the so do those uh, casting wardrobe. couch rooms? Too. Yes, they yeah, do. Yeah, so that's like boutiques too. When the FedEx guys come in are you wearing cute outfits like you're wearing right now yeah that I'm must okay. sh just wreck their whole day yeah they're like man i wish i could stay they're like i'm <laughs> sure there's something else in the truck that i can find to, to stay here a little do you bit want another one of these packages i don't <laughs> know like, can you bring me starbucks that'd be great no but the fedex guy's really nice he of course, of course he is, is. <laughs> so i i went to the gym one morning so i got to my office late not before he delivered so he comes back a second time. Like he'll make sure I get my package. Hell yeah. Like he misses me the first time, yep. and then he comes back like later. He's Probably like, goes oh, way out of his way. I might even make a third so. trip just to get you out of there on that second stop. <laughs> Do you flirt with those guys? I mean, he doesn't really speak English. Uh, okay. So, so I'm just, little, I just smile tricky. and wave. So and he thinks everything you say is flirting. <laughs> I, I say gracias, and he likes that. Oh, he probably oh, loves that. Yeah. I bet. How do you know he speaks Spanish? Because I can tell. She's saying speaking. She's saying gracias to him, but he I speaks lived, like Lithuanian. No, I lived in South Florida. Enough time, like enough years. Everybody really, in South Florida is some sort of Spanish. Yeah, he's some really sort like, of Latin. Like some kind of like Ukraine or something. And she's like, I don't know. He looked a little bit tan. Like, she always said gracias to me. I have no idea what she said. I don't know what she means. No, I'm like, <laughs> she looks good. No, I'm like, gracias, papi. Oh, you say it like that? Oh, yeah. No With wonder little, he makes like, that second trip. Papi. papi. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's definitely making that second so trip. So I'm for getting sure. Starbucks Damn. next time for the little papi. You better get at least mm. Starbucks. I'd be leaving you like $50 bills. <laughs> <laughs> Something shit. At least my at least a little piece of paper with my number on it. <laughs> yeah, if you're saying poppy like that. Maybe wrap wrap it in a hundred. Yeah, that, that probably helps. Mm. Mm -hmm. Smart. Somebody at home will fucking take notes on that and do it. You'll get some guy showing up with a hundred dollar bill and his number on it. Well, I do. That's like a proposition. Slide it under the door. That's more of a proposition than a than a nice gesture. You know. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. In today's day and age, it's mm -hmm. not like you know, like we were talking about earlier. Instagram's gotten way out of hand. So. Yeah. My my Instagram I think is boring compared to everybody's these days. Mine's like so PG, is it not? Um, it's a little PG, but what about your DMs? <laughs> what about my DMs? Are you getting are you getting an action in your DMs? Not a ton of action. I mean, there are people that request me to reply to my stories, beautiful this and that. Yeah. Um, nothing quite serious. I mean, the guys that have gone in my DMs and they legit want to like, they try to talk to me and, and they're actually like somebody that I might talk to. Mm -hmm. It, it always they end up like I find out having a girlfriend. Oh, so that's it's the, like that's pushing. like the whole thing with DMs though. That's DMs why are I'm like four people in relationships. I'm why it's direct? Yeah. Not ever talking to a guy in a DM again because I used to never at all. And yep. then I was like, you know, I was like, well, you know, I'm single. I'll like, you know, let me see what's up. And then I was like, no. I mean, they're just they talk to you. They they want to talk to you every day. And it's not even like they're they're like it's not sexual stuff they're saying. It's really just they're like trying to get to know you. Yeah. But then in that process, they're like, oh, actually, I'm just I'm getting back with my ex girlfriend. But it's been great chatting with you. It's like, oh, well, I'm glad I was entertaining for you. Like, see, that's that's weird. Not my not my method at all. Yeah. My method's like, yo, you look good. Here's my dick. Let's hang out sometime. Yeah. That's it. Really. Boom. Either you're gonna take it or you're gonna leave it. If you take it, boom, job's done. And if you leave it, eh, there's a, a billion other girls on there that I can go through this the same way. See, yeah. guys. I, like f there's all these girls out there that are going to be like, I get so many dick pics. I get so many dick pics, but uh, let me tell you something. 90% of you guys got a dick pic from your current boyfriend. I guarantee it. 
And it all worked out for you in no, the no, end. No, 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 I guarantee you. Let me tell you the female okay, perspective on that. If 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 a guy sends me that, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he's sent it to 20 other girls and he's seen who of course. is drawn to test his your options. penis. Mm-hmm. And I'm not drawn in that way from the jump. Like that's not going to get my attention. It's not from not the jump. You gotta uh, it, when you become like a coxman like I am. You know when to insert the penis. Not as many people are just coxman. Smart I've never heard that before. <laughs> I think I might have just I'm made that up. Tucking that one in my vocabulary, <laughs> saving that in my back pocket for later. You coxman. gotta know. You gotta know when. It sounds to official and like it very does, right? respectable. Yeah. It sounds like like a, a. I wonder what comes up if you Google that. It's a gigolo from back in the day <laughs> with like a top hat. It's a coxman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. White glove, cane. Top White hat. glove for sure. For Coxman. Sure. Um, you. I know you. You must be getting some some sort of dicks into your DMs. I actually have only like a couple times. Huh. It's not a lot. I really don't get like hmm. berated with a lot of like stuff that's. It's because it's so PG. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Well, my my in, my Instagram's just not slutty enough to get people that revved up. Well, it's not that it's not slutty enough. The thing is that they just feel like they've got a way higher percentage sending a dick pic to a chick that posts naked pictures all the time than the one that doesn't. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I something I saw something odds. the other day blew my mind on how deceiving Instagram can be because I had a, uh, an old client and I uh, hadn't talked to her in forever. Really, really, really awesome girl, too. And uh, married, mom, good job, good life. Very, very, very PG. Um, Instagram, like the only thing that's like revealing are her contest pics. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I saw that she had a uh, OnlyFans wow. thing set up. And I was like, oh, I was like, you have an OnlyFans? And I was like, what do you have on there? And she was like, stuff that's not safe for Instagram. Baseball, bat, masturbation. And I was like, what kind of stuff? And she goes, whatever you could think of. And I was like, sexual? And she was like, whatever you can think of. So I joined it. So I wanted to see six bucks because and I will say that when I coached her, she was maybe only a little bit flirty like one time. But back then I didn't really like I was just busy coaching. So like I was like, ah, I'm not going to flirt with anybody and, and like fuck up my business, you know. And um, so like, you know, we had a very just, you know, professional relationship and I really liked her. She was a good competitor. And then I went on there and it was straight awesome sex shit blowjobs banging and she's like a fucking pro that's awesome like a legit like she could be a porn star she's hot like that anyway but like she never presented herself that way she always kind of presented herself as like a good-looking mom very very pg soccer mom thank you yeah and then her her page she's like deep throwing doing all this shit hell yeah and i was like you send me the link tell you what all those years uh working with you i will tell you i never in a million years expected this but i'm glad i saw this today. full support yeah <laughs> Glad I saw this today. I'll probably be back sometime. Yep. And uh, she was like, awesome. I take requests, by the way. And I was like, I'll think of some stuff. I'll be in there. I'll think of some stuff. So that shows you how how different it can be. Now you have some of these girls that are like straight up naked on their page that are like, guys, don't send me dick pics. But like their pictures are all like inside their vaginas. Literally. What do you think you're going to get if you're acting like that on your Instagram? Like that's probably why you're not getting as as many dicks because like people like, oh, she's a coach. She takes herself pretty seriously. Probably not going to get her with a dick pic. But if your whole Instagram is your vagina and your asshole, 
Somebody might be like, well, something's going into those holes. Maybe it'll be my dick. Let's show it to her and see if she wants to see if it'll fit or not. That's why you get all the dudes that are like still like half in, half out of relationships because they see you and you look stable. Yeah. You look like, you look like you're yep. real easy to settle down yeah. with. Probably not on the fly. Hey, just <laughs> let you know I'm still kind of talking to my old lady, but you look like you're a little bit hotter. You know, maybe yeah, we can we'll get talk this thing a little going bit too. Here. So I actually, you know what? I'm actually going to not even tell Refrain the story. from that. Yeah. Right, good. Because I thought about something. Good. That's I thought good. about my life, actually. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we'll get into the questions. Yeah, let's get into the questions. Uh, I will tell the story off of the air. All right. First one says, what up, fellas? All right. What kind of music do you listen to when you lift? Also, are there any actresses, models, or singers you would shoot a professional porn scene with, like Brazzers, <laughs> Penthouse, Bang Bros, etc.? Thank you for your time. Big wave. Uh, well, Karen, you definitely got to answer that one first. I want to hear your answers. That was a lot. Okay, so music. You can just get, just give us the sex answers. I don't care about what kind of music you listen to. <laughs> what was the question again? Uh, oh, come on. Are there any actresses, models, or singers you wish you could shoot a professional porn scene with? I, I can't I can't give you guys like that kind of excitement. It's just why? not my thing. That's why Leonardo no. DiCaprio? That's why we no. brought you on the no. show. All right, calm down. Jake Gyllenhaal? No, no, no. Keep right. going. Keep going. The Rock? No. Wow, okay. Johnny Depp? You know this is going to sound. No. No? Who was the guy in in the wedding crashers? Not the not Vince Vaughn. I had a crush on him for a long time. Oh, he's a funny I guy. Can, I, I can see it. Make them laugh, guys. I, yes. Make them laugh. Yep. You You're laughing right say, into their pants. Right, because I feel like I'm a little bit of an entertaining person. You are. Okay. A lot. At times, I have my quiet times. But another reason we brought you on. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't want to be the entertainer all the freaking time. I'm Tiring. tired of it. Tiring. You know, it's like. You please entertain me, make me laugh, make me LOL legit, like where I giggle out like side of my body. That's what I like. I'm into like right. personality over hotness. Make her giggle outside her body. You'll be giggling yeah. inside. You're going to get DMs <laughs> from all the comedians now in Florida and outside of Florida. Or just all the Vince Vaughn lookalikes. <laughs> yes. so you'll be like, I have dark well, hair. I'm pretty you know tall. Um, at one point. In his in his earlier years, he was a pretty good looking guy. He got a little fat and started losing his hair as he got older. The Wedding Crashers was a good look for him. Though. Yeah, that he was like good probably like towards the end of his good look. And he got really like bloated. And I don't know if he drinks a lot. Maybe he's got that drinking. I look. think he, had he that, does. Yeah, he got that chubby cheek that syndrome afterwards. Uh, that's that shit will fucking age you. Yeah. So. I, All right. So Vince Vaughn. Yeah. What do you listen to when you work out? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I would say mostly hip hop. Okay. I would say. Uh, Sometimes like house music, hip hop sometimes take me takes me to like a darker place because I feel like oh. sometimes it's too like gets too gangster after okay. a while. You start thinking like, about growing up in Eight Mile and how hard life was. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm like you know what. This so is, who's your favorite rapper? Kind of getting depressed here, of all time or like right now. Of all time. I can't even, all time. Oh gosh, that's really hard because I was like I loved Tupac always like mm. growing up. Mike Tyson just punched somebody out over Tupac. Really? Yeah, I just read the story to David before. Like recently? Some rapper, 100-something his name is. He's like the games manager. What? Yeah, it's actually on uh, Snapchat today. Hold on, let me pull it up. And Mike Tyson knocked him out? Yeah. It's actually a pretty funny story. Might as well just tell it here. Um, every now and then I read the stories on Snapchat, the little new Snapchat news that they have. I never pay attention to that. Yeah, so there's a good one in there today. Hold on a minute. I don't even go on Snapchat anymore. I used to like yeah. live on Snapchat, and then they did that one update, and I was like, oh, never use this again. Oh, man, is it fucking gone now? God damn. No, it can't possibly be gone, because this Drake thing was here the other day. 
Oh, I'm gonna try I think one. Drake is good. I like. I always liked Snoop Dogg growing up too. Okay. Um. Now I kind of listen to whatever. Yeah. And I watch fan. a lot of. Honestly, I, I listen to a lot of YouTube and podcasts. Okay. Kind of when I work out or do cardio, I try to like learn something. Do you, do you watch Joe Rogan's podcast? I have a couple times. So I I'm a pretty big fan of his podcast, but he just had on uh, Tommy Chong, and then right after that, I watched one Wiz Khalifa. Hands down, those are two of the best podcasts I've seen from him. They're really? both great. I heard it is on World on World Star, uh, of course. Um, Wack One Hundred was invited to speak with Mike Tyson on his hot boxing podcast. Wack One Hundred allegedly didn't have some kind words to say about the late great Tupac, Mike Tyson's beloved friend. And during the recording session, a fight seemingly broke out as a result. <laughs> According to Wack One Hundred, Mike Tyson knocked him out, and he is still suffering from headaches as a result of catching the hands of Mike Tyson. Yeah. Although there's no audio or vis or visual evidence of the fight yet. Iron Mike seemingly used his Instagram account to confirm that he did exchange blows with the West Coast rapper. And then it has Tyson's Instagram, and it's a picture of Mike with Tupac. <laughs> it says, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Ain't that right, WAC 100? <laughs> wow. Uh, WAC 100 is a rap executive and serves as the game and Blueface's manager. Wow. Uh, Wack quickly responded on Instagram to let the public know that the damage Mike did wasn't extensive. He even said Mike should release the footage of the fight. <laughs> and that's that. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So there you go, Tupac. Um, I listen to metal when I train. Yeah, I'm either like, you know, hip hop or house. Those two are, are pretty much. Who's your uh, actress porn star? Oh, porn um, hmm. If we could go back to like the first Transformers, Megan Fox, that look is good like, one. That's yeah, a pretty that's a good, good one. one for me. Yeah, that's a really good one. I like that. Have you guys never got this question? It seems like it would have been a question before. No, yeah. we haven't. I, I don't. Even, have. My answer is, is tough because I don't. If I can only give one, yeah, but picking one is hard. Picking one is really hard. I'm a man of variety. If I could give you like a dozen, it'd be easier. But if yeah. I go one, I gotta be honest with you, I think I'm going like late '90s J Lo, Jennifer oh, J Lo. Oh yeah. I'm fucking going Eighth Street Latinas on that one. <laughs> Jesus. Hell yes. Yeah, that's I didn't see I didn't even think of all that kind of stuff. Mm. She's amazing. Now, now I want to go back change. She's my still answer. hot now. She's, <laughs> she's still hot now. She I want her I want her during Diddy. That's the the Diddy phase, mm. when she was a little bit more gangster. More yep. street with it. Yeah, that's yeah. how I want her. Big hoop earrings. She's more laid back now. She's she wouldn't do back. as much now, no, I think. She'd probably just lay there and make you do all the work. Yeah. yeah. She's fine. I'd work. And you wouldn't even care. She's like, I'm a legend now. <laughs> like, like, I'm so don't mess up my makeup. Definitely don't don't finish there. All right. Next one says, good evening, PJ. I was just wondering if you could help me with a meal plan. I am a hard gainer and have always had trouble gaining weight. Everyone tells me I need to eat and eat and eat, but it just feels like it's very hard to eat that much food. I have promised myself that I'm done taking it easy and it's time for some massive gains. Any help would be appreciated. Thank you for your time. Legion loyal. Sincerely, Stephen J. Carpenter. Did he list his current diet or no? Nope. So most of you guys that say that you can't wait, that you can't gain weight, never eat enough. And then I ask you what you're eating, and, and it's like sometimes four meals, usually not more than that. And it's like, oh, I eat. Also, most of the time, people that can't gain weight are eating clean, like Izzy. Izzy, if you're listening to this, like how many times have we told Izzy to just please go eat a cheeseburger, cheeseburger. or something? Like five. Like, he's them. like seven pounds heavier than he was on stage a year ago. And I'm like, dude, you need to gain like 20 pounds. But like you tell somebody like go eat a cheeseburger that's like used to eating clean like that. And they think they, you mean like once. Like you need to eat yeah. a cheeseburger every day. When I was trying to, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to, this is dead on us too. Uh, when I was trying to get really big when I was like 25 
And I wanted to be able to like either max out the heavyweight division or move into the super heavyweights. I was obviously taking a good amount of gear. I was training like a fucking animal. And every single workout, I would go to Wendy's afterwards and eat a classic triple and fries. That was like my post-workout meal. And I would tell people all the time, like when you're trying to get really big, you have to eat stuff like that. You just, you can't put on size when you're a hard gainer eating clean. It's like impossible. It's just impossible to get that many calories and you gotta go eat some dirty shit. I'm not saying that you should eat McDonald's every meal of the day because you'll probably shit your brains out and not not hold it in, but you're gonna have to eat some some dirty food. If you try to eat clean calories for like 5,000 calories, it's so hard. It's so hard because clean food is just not calorically dense. Plus, I mean, it takes a lot of consistency that I think some people aren't being consistent with it. So they may, oh, I ate a bunch like these two days and then they slacked off right. for a day, mm-hmm. slacked off for another day. That's what I'm saying. Like, Write up a game plan yeah. and and stick to it for a week and then see how it goes and then adding calories from there. I mean, I think it takes a little bit of effort on their part, but if you want to get there, you're going to have to put in that. You, you have to eat like it's your job. Yeah. You really do. When I was like really, really like plateaued and – you know, I was trying to get up as I, I wanted to get to 300 pounds and I was like stuck around like 280, but I was eating six whole food meals and three shakes on top of that a day. So I never went more than two hours without getting something in. Like I had to be getting it in. I was so full all the time, but that's what it takes, especially when you're a hard gainer. Literally at that point, like your whole day is based around eating and mm-hmm. having the food that you need to eat when you need to eat it. And it, it really doesn't matter if it's a cheeseburger or something no. like that. What matters is that you're consistently eating a fuck ton. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to take the time to write out meal, 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 meal for you. You just have to, how about this? Eat every two hours. Make sure yeah. you're eating every two hours. Something every two hours, not like a Pop-Tart. Like something, you know, protein, 30 carbs. to 50 grams of protein, no matter what. Around the same of carbs. 20 grams of fat. If you want macros, there you go. But I would eat more than that, especially if you're a hard gainer. Yeah, I'm a hard gainer and I can tell you honestly if I just spend one day eating twice the amount that I usually do, I can tell the next day in my look and my strength and the way I feel that yesterday I ate a bunch of food. If I do that again a second day and a third day, I consistently continue to feel the same way I did the first day that I did it until it gets to a point where I'm like, I actually don't feel any different from yesterday. Yeah, and then that's, when you don't do it, how fast does it go away? Immediately. Yeah, see, that's what you have to do. It's got to be your full-time job. One day that I don't go, I don't do it, I feel like I lose it immediately. All right, good. Next. <laughs> Um, I'm so glad I didn't have to do days like that. Like I would no. hate to be a male bodybuilder. I actually had a girl that had to do, I had to make her cheat all the time and she didn't want to eat a lot of like, actually what she wanted to eat a lot. And I let her <laughs> was brownies. <laughs> um, she was like, can I just make a tray of brownies like a couple times a week? And I was like, yeah, because this girl was just v- bizarrely lean all the time. And so she was a, um, a woman's physique competitor. Well, she was a figure competitor trying to move into women's physique and she most of the time had like lines in her glutes. It was the weirdest thing. And um, so I would literally twice a week, I'd be like, just eat a tray of brownies. Like after your workout, just eat a tray of brownies on top of all the other the entire, this tray. girl, like it's uh, crazy. People would hate her. Like, cause she turned pro pretty easily too. Uh, she never did more. And only for like the last four weeks, like 25 minutes of cardio, like five days a week, like just to like bring her glutes out a little bit more right. just to tighten it up. Yeah. And she would even say, she'd be like, I know that like all these bitches hate me when they hear what I do. They're like, you're not even trying hard. And I'm like, oh, well, you have to tell them that, you know, you got to eat nonstop and that you don't really want to, but I don't have to try hard in the areas you do, but I still try really hard. Yeah. She trained really hard though. <laughs> Stupidly hard. I used to like come into the gym and she'd be like, 
I'm not even making this up. She'd be trying to train with the powerlifter guys. And I, I, I had actually watched her walk out 405, and I'm like, well, this is going to end bad. And her knees are wrapped, like yelling and screaming. And, and like they like picked her up and like threw her in the rack. And she was like, I just fucking squatted 405. And I was like, no, you didn't. That guy helped you pick up half of the weight. I'm like, and why are you trying to like max out squats? Yeah. You're not going to get anything out of that. Um, Especially when you're training for a show. I mean, like you're going to break your knees well, off yeah. and then. She had an awesome ass, though. I'll give her that. She was a, she was a meathead, but you, but you know, you tell a lot of people they can eat an entire tray of brownies after they train and they're some crazy <laughs> yeah, shit. Train. She'd be like, "Can I have a bottle of wine too?" And I was like, "No." Nah. <laughs> All right. Next one says, "In regards to the best rappers from the Big Pun episode, for one, Big Pun was legit. But right now, J Cole is the realest rapper to jam while working out. The question is more geared towards PJ, but Josh chime in as well." Other than the fact that you almost died from overindulging in alcohol, how do you keep yourself from drinking? I really enjoy having two to four beers a day or just having a drink of whatever I'm feeling. It makes me feel relaxed and I like the feeling of being buzzed, but I also miss having good gains and keeping weight off. I notice the more that I've been drinking, the harder it is to look good. Being on keto, it also kicks me out of ketosis. I can't smoke weed due to my job, so please any advice or education behind how bad it is could help. Hmm. Javi. Well, alcohol is worse for you than any steroid that you're ever going to do. Um, it's just amazing how bad it is for your body and that it's perfectly legal. My blood work, even when I was healthier but drinking, was nowhere near as good as it is now. I always had elevated liver enzymes. My um, hematocrit level was always high. My blood pressure was never high, but it was like borderline high. And since I haven't had alcohol in a year and a half, my liver enzymes aren't even elevated, which is crazy because usually people that work out have elevated liver enzymes and typically, but I also don't eat as much protein as I used to. People that eat a lot of protein have elevated liver enzymes. So that's probably part of it as well. But my hematocrit is amazing. Like I haven't even donated blood in since last year. I used to go every eight weeks and it just would soar back up again. And now I realize like how bad the alcohol was wrecking my body. Of course I was drinking a lot, but a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like I, yo, when we when we would drink together, people would be like, "Oh yeah, you and PJ drink." And be like, "No, no, I drink. <laughs> I drink. I don't know what the fuck PJ calls." <laughs> yeah, so obviously in excess like I am, but even even in in smaller amounts. Look, if you go out on Saturdays and you get hammered, I mean, you're screwing yourself up for a few days if you're trying to be a serious mm -hmm. bodybuilder. So for me, the biggest thing though, why is it easy for me to not drink, is because I almost died. So when you almost die from something, like let's say you used to play in traffic and then almost got killed by a car you're probably not gonna play in traffic anymore you know that's it like i'm like honestly i could drink and then not drink for a month and i could do it again but i almost died so like what's the point you know yeah. now do i have ways of of chilling out not really unfortunately i'm, I'm probably more intense than i used to be but i just don't want to drink so sometimes um i'll take some like euphoria from blackstone labs and it'll put you in a good mood um the kratom puts me in a pretty good mood um, I don't take Xanax or anything like that anymore either. Like when I got out of the hospital, I just didn't want to take anything anymore. So I'll tell you though, I find smoking a cigar very relaxing. And so now uh, I smoke a cigar literally every night and the act of smoking it relaxes me. I think it's because you start focusing on just like breathing and exhaling and thinking. Yep. And next thing you know, you're relaxed. Yeah, the oral fixation I think also really helps with that. Like you, you running your mind on, Okay, this is lit. I got to hit it. Yeah. Lit and keep it going. And like, you know, if I don't, I'm going to have to put it out and put it, you know, all that keeps something focusing on your brain. Like when I went, um, 
hypoglycemic when we were on that trip and, mm -hmm. and flexing in the mirror took my brain off of yeah. like how shitty I was feeling. I, I, um, I think that, uh, the one downside to that, that I sometimes think about, but I don't want to give myself anxiety is, well, now that I smoke a cigar every day, am I going to get fucking some form of mouth cancer? Nah, you're good. See, that's what, so with his question, it's kind of like you, cause when girls are on prep and they can't, you know, or anybody's on prep and they can't drink, it's, you have to find some healthy alternative to relax yourself. So I yeah. would tell girls, okay, instead of that wine you would usually have, like get like some flavorful tea that you like or pick a tea and it's still like you're sitting down yeah. you're doing some act of something but you're it's almost actually, tricking your brain yeah you're doing something that's healthier for you and you're learning how to cope with situations you know because i think a lot of times people will drink or do have certain habits because they have anxiety because they have things that are bothering them a lot of bodybuilders smoke weed a lot but i just can't smoke weed i can't you really weed. can't you can't yeah i just i've tried tried to help him but doesn't. no i mean every, oh, oh, pretty much everybody i know smokes weed do you smoke weed no no it makes me paranoid and strain yeah. doesn't matter for him like yeah. you could give him indica sativa uh girl scout cookies gorilla glue doesn't matter and please don't start sending me your shit because i know that uh, him saying that there's gonna be like five people that are like i guarantee if you try mine you'll sleep so good so and... if you were gonna send him shit just send it to me <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it um, but yeah, no, like one, one puff, anything. And he's legitimately outside Crazy. in his front window looking out of it. I'm like, who are you looking for? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not even kidding. Not either. sure, but they're coming. <laughs> 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 All right. Next one comes from our boy, Garrett Teets. Oh, uh, what's up? He says thoughts on how game of Thrones is going thus far slash ended. <laughs> Did we talk about this on, on here yet? I don't think so. I don't want to take a long time doing this. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Mm -mm. Oh, you don't even watch it? I'm, Me neither. Coach K oh, is one don't. of those non-watching Game of Thrones people. <gasps> oh, oh, you gosh. both are. <laughs> Guess yes. I'll take this one, guys. <laughs> uh, cut me off at like five minutes, Eric. Um, okay. Less than that. I want to do a very fast answer to this. And this is, of all the things to ask me for a, fa a fast answer on, I'm probably, these days, more passionate about Game of Thrones than I am about bodybuilding. So... All right, you know what? How about this? I'm not even going to answer. This is what you do. Look up Aaron Rodgers' Game of Thrones ending, his rant on Game of Thrones. He said it perfectly. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Packers, did a little rant on Game of Thrones. Maybe Eric can sub that in here at this part. Um, and he said it perfectly. In a nutshell, it's like they fucking gave up on the stories in the, in the, in the last season, they, they had us for seven, eight years, whatever it was falling in love with these characters and the great, great stories. And none of those great stories mattered at the end. The, the most lame story of all of it, which they didn't even get into the late, the most lame story of, of all of it was brand story. Right. But I guess there was like a little bit of like lore to the fact that like, what's going to happen with him. And, um, you know, uh, well, People will now come and say that Brand's story wasn't that boring. But I found Brand's story to be the, the most boring. because the, the reason that, that I have to say it was the most boring is because the one cool part about Brand, I'm like thinking about, about it all in my head now, was what was going to happen with him and the Night King. But then Arya killed the Night King in the second episode and everybody in the world was like, that's it. What the fuck's going to happen for the last four episodes now? We thought the Night King was going to come and probably kill everybody at the end. And then they just wrecked the rest of the characters. They... Turned Daenerys into a crazy ex-girlfriend. They turned the most badass... Jon Snow is like the most badass character ever. He's like 
more badass than fucking William Wallace, more badass than Bruce Lee, more badass than fucking Chuck Norris. He died, came back. And then in the end, he ended like a little bitch in a fucking jail cell and then banned out into the fucking wilderness. Like, that's how the most badass guy, who was the true king, by the way, ended up. Like, it, it was like a fucking crime. And on the last episode, ask Marissa, I'm not even making this up to, to like make you guys la laugh. I didn't say anything to her. I got a cigar and I went outside. And she was like, are you going to stay out here? And I was like, yeah, I just I want to stay out here for a while and be alone. And... <laughs> I like walked around smoking my cigar like what the fuck just happened and all these people were texting me and I just didn't want to talk to anyone and then I it took me to like I might have texted David I think I might have texted David um I think I texted David I have no words until tomorrow because I really didn't and now because of that and let's cut me off after this up until that happened Anybody that watches Game of Thrones would tell you, oh, I'll watch Game of Thrones 10 times. Like I've watched two full seasons of Game of Thrones, two full years or total, total runs. Run throughs. Run -throughs. Yeah. And it, it's something that I, I, I could have watched 10 times. Because of how they ended it, I can never watch another episode ever again. <clears throat> Do you sense. feel that way, Eric? Yeah, I'm not as interested. It's, they, they like wrecked the interest. Also, I have people now <laughs> that have never watched Game of Thrones, like you guys, that are like, should I watch Game of Thrones now? And I'm like, nope. Which they probably should, but no. I'm like, no, no, not for not for what's gonna happen on the end. Because, but look how entertained you were the whole freaking time. I know, and it brought people together. See, it brought the fucking world together. So you still got something out of it. Yes, that was the good part about it. And then they fucking tore the world apart at the end. Look at though. me looking at the bright side. No, you, so you're positive. you're right. That is, and that's what I told people. The next day, I did an hour long Q and A on Game of Thrones, and people were coming in and going in for Game of Thrones. <laughs> they literally are only there. For Game of Thrones. And then at the very end, we did like five minutes of bodybuilding. The one girl was like, so we're not talking about Game of Thrones anymore? And I was like, no. And she was like, all right, bye. Uh, <laughs> which I was like, all right, good. So, um, yeah, it, it just, like, at least, like, Sopranos ending kind of sucked also. But not that bad. The Breaking Bad ending didn't suck. Because it kind of left you like, damn, is is uh, he still going to maybe be alive? But this ending, they just totally wrecked everything. Huh. They just wrecked it all. So there's no point. Good to know. Yeah. All right. Josh so isn't going to watch it. His, um, his, that was only the beginning of his question. So <laughs> it says, okay, now for my steroid question. Oh, there we go. As you may know, there seems to be a growing amount of people who are turning to AAS at a much earlier age and larger yep. doses. Even at my novice physique competition last year, there were guys who placed under me who were taking pretty massive stacks and were pissed when I said I was a natty daddy. My assumption is that most of these guys also probably are not regulating their stuff through a doctor or even getting their shit checked out. What are your thoughts on how the younger generations naively going about their AIS use? Is it possible to cycle on and off on your own without regulating your blood work and not mess yourself up? I've heard some people say that they don't need to use any kind of PCT or estrogen blocker when they run test only cycles because it's just tests. It's not going to do anything. <laughs> this to me is dumb, but I'm wondering what the thoughts are of someone who's been in the industry longer. Thanks for everything and much love from the Legion Garrett PS. Where are all the damn sex questions and stories? Well, yeah. we got some good ones today. He'll be happy when he gets to this point. Yep. So I guess I'll just answer this one too, because I don't think coach K is going to have too much input on the fucking idiot juice heads. So, um, well, maybe you will. I just think that everyone's lazy now. I think that people like people want to know the like the the fastest way to get big, the fastest way to big arms, the fastest way to this, the fastest way to that. 
And in the old days, it was just you got to put in the work. Food. And so when people started realizing, like, okay, so these guys are taking juice, they're taking growth hormone, they're taking insulin, maybe I could take more juice, more growth hormone, more insulin, and make it get done faster. And so when I retired, actually, strangely enough, I had this conversation with with the guys this morning. So when I retired, the last show I ever did, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be the last show I ever did. I had other things on my mind. And it just wasn't going my way at the end. I had a bunch of injuries. And so I was like, you know what? For this show, I'm going to do the most gear that I've ever done. And I did. And I wound up rupturing my liver uh, 18 days out from USA's. And I spent 36 hours in the hospital. And then I couldn't train for the last 18 days. So I was doing three hours of cardio. I did an hour session three times a day. And I had to eat. My, my liver wasn't producing bile. So I had to eat. I ate uh, uh like four or five ounces of uh, tilapia and like 10 asparagus spears. And that, that I did that like five times a day. That was it. And I couldn't train. So I just posed and I just did the cardio and I, I laid on the couch uh, for an hour twice a day with castor oil wrapped around my stomach with hot packs to try to bring like the internal bleeding out. And so first of all, 99.9% of the world wouldn't even do that anyway. Before we go any farther, what is castor oil? So it's like shit that like our moms were told to take when they were young. Uh, that was supposed to be like good for their hair. It's like a form of like fatty acid. Okay. Actually, it does work. It helps to grow your hair. Like I would. Put my mom my, used to take it. You put it in your hair or you eat it? No, I would put it in my hair. Like it grows like your like yeah. in your scalp. It's supposed to be real hair. good for your hair. Like if you need hmm. to grow your lashes, they say you can put castor oil on your lashes. It's it's like you can buy it in a bottle on Amazon. Yeah, it's huh. cheap. So the the holistic doctor told me that if I put, covered my stomach in it, wrapped it with saran wrap, that it would pull the internal bleeding out faster, pull the rest of the toxins from my liver out faster, and apply a heating pack to it. So I was like, oh, I'll try it out. I mean, my dissension went away because after that happened, my stomach looked like Dave Palumbo's. It was fucking scary. <laughs> and um, so I have to assume that part of that was because of steroids. I have to. And, you know, the doctors, they didn't necessarily like say that. You know, they were like, we believe that this internal bleeding and this this rupture is from a very intense Valsalva maneuver, which is when you push really hard like this. And I did do a crazy leg workout and that's how it happened. And I definitely did not need to be training that heavy, that close to a show, but I was also taking a lot of orals. So I was taking um, 100 milligrams a day of oral Winstrol at that point. And I was also taking... Uh, Superdrol, which is a strong oral steroid. So it was just like a combination of the perfect storm for yeah. something like that to happen with that organ. And the main reason that I was doing that, now in the past I'd always done 50 milligrams of Winstrol, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to double it up at the end for this show. Fuck it. This is my, might be my last show. I'm going to go all out, see what happens. And at that point going into it, I honestly looked the best I've ever looked. So there's something to be said about taking more. Of course, I had another year of progress behind me. So once I exploded my liver, I was like, well, I'm not going to be the best I can be anymore, but I just didn't want to give up. Finished it out, and I saw a buddy, I'm not going to say his name, who competed in my class the year before, who was now a super heavyweight, 20 pounds bigger. And he was working with uh, Hani Rambad, who has a little bit of a reputation for being aggressive with gear anyway. And so I was like, damn, dude, how did you get so much bigger from last year? And he was like, I'm, I'm doing a lot of gear. And he was like, I mean, I'm eating on point, training on point. And he told me what he was doing. And it was like three times what I did. And that was the most I've ever done. I'm like, that's what you're doing. You're not even a pro yet. And I'm like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. That was literally how the conversation went. I was like, so like, 
well, turned off in that moment. If that's what you're doing and that's what I got to do, I'm good. Now, I will tell you this. Some, some of the guys have just such amazing genetics that they're getting results with less. They just are. They just are. Um, or you have genetics like Keon where it looks like you're using yeah, it and you're not. Yep. There's, there's guys like him that have genetics like that. So take a guy that's got Keon's genetics and then put him on gear. He's going to be a freak. And a bunch of gear. You know what I'm saying? So, right But here's, here's the thing also. As a general rule of thumb, I think Coach K would agree with this. When you see somebody that looks like they're on a lot of steroids, they typically are. They typically are. That's not like a, a look that you just don't get. Keon like, is like 0.001% of the population that looks like he is yeah. and is not. You know what I mean? Like that's nobody. Like let's take me for an example. I train every day. I am pretty meticulous with what I do, and I'm on HRT, testosterone. Right? I'm on even a little bit more than HRT. My my HRT he lets me go a little a little bit higher, which is great. And I look dramatically different now than when I was competing. So I think that maybe some people might be like that guy's on a lot of steroids. I think anybody in our industry is like he better not be on a, a, a lot of steroids. But when I used to walk into a room. At 280 pounds, lean. There's nobody that wasn't like, that guy's on a lot of st steroids. Yeah, you know what I mean? So when you see that, chances are they are. Now, I'm not saying that you should go out and do a lot of steroids now, but you have to understand that guys at younger ages, they're like, well, I just want to know what you know Ronnie Coleman takes. I just want to know what this guy takes. But that's not going to make you look like them. These guys all have better genetics than everybody else anyway, which is the, it's the hard work is, of course, really, really important. But the most important Either people are going to respect this or they're going to get offended by it. The most important factor in freaky bodybuilders is genetics. They're just genetically. You can't make look it. at Kevin Lavroni, dude. He was retired for fucking all those years and at 51 years old did the Olympia last year and he wasn't going to win, but like he, he would have won like most regular shows. You know what I mean? Like he was pretty amazing. And he didn't even do shit for fucking 10 years. He just got back on a little bit of gear, trained hard. And, like, that's somebody that has amazing genetics, you know? So there's no explaining that. There's no, there's no drug that you can take that just makes you that good after not doing it for that long other than just having good genetics. No, people are in a rush now, too, though. People are in, yeah. in a rush. And I think a lot of it is because of social media, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, it's well, you, sad. You get on social media and you see somebody that's 18 years old with a million dollar car and a physique like a 30 year old man and you're like how is this kid 18 yeah this doesn't make sense he must be on all the gear in the world because he can afford it and you know i'm gonna do that too i can't take as much as i think he's on but i'm gonna take maybe half what i think he's taking and realistically it's all like photoshopped and it's not real life but when 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 yeah. people are documenting this stuff so publicly it just pulls people in i think probably the most famous one was Boston Lloyd's transformation. Like everybody saw that transformation. He went from being a completely regular 18 year old kid to like, Looking I think, sauce I think, I think like 225. like, like I think he competed as a heavyweight. He went in one year from a normal kid to a, he might've won the overall, like, like to, to a, a literal national level competitor in one year. And he documented his whole cycle. He told it all to the world. So all these teenagers are like, I'm going to do that too. That's all I got to do. Yeah, it was on YouTube. Like, like I, I remember when that shit was going down. And I remember at the time being like, oh, this is bad for the sport. Uh, he wound up hating me actually in the end. Well, there's <laughs> the end, also. Like, 
I mean, he definitely got his attention out there with that, and 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 he he told the truth. He put out what he was doing. You know, can't fault the guy for that. But it just inspired a lot of young guys to do a lot of gear. And you know what? You don't know what's going to happen to you down the road. I'm still scared about shit that I did back then down the road. That's why I get so much blood work done now. And this kid asked, can you do all this stuff without getting your blood work done? Back then, I didn't really get my blood work that, that much. I would save up and do it like once a year. Now I go like once a month because I'm nuts. Um, but back then, I wasn't that scared because I was like, nobody dies from steroids. But now I'm like, damn, a lot of people die from steroids. So, And if not directly from the steroids, from other things that end up happening in their lives yeah. because of steroids. If you have pre-existing conditions... Taking a lot of steroids is just going to accelerate the fuck out of them. If you have, if 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 everyone in your family's bald and you get on some gear, you're going to go bald fast. If you got a history of of heart trouble in your family and you get on gear, you're probably going to accelerate a heart condition. The same way on your your prescription bottle, how it says, "Do not take this with alcohol because it increases the effects." If you have genetic dispositions in your family. And taking steroids can increase that risk. Mm-hmm. And and for, for the record, I love steroids. I mean, we talk Same. about the pros of steroids here all the time, but you have to use things in moderation the right way. Everything. You drink too much water, you drown, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Next one says, hey, PJ, it's Larry Dumbbells dot BC underscore donuts boyfriend. Oh, okay. We met at the Arnold's. I'm on doctor prescribed 200 milligrams of test sip and 200 milligrams of DECA a week divided into two injections. Mm. I'm also taking super straw and arson and I'm seeing really good results with the muscle gains and leaning out. My question is your thoughts on what the doctor suggested of 10 weeks on 10 weeks off. Could I just cycle the DECA and continue to run the test? I'm 36 years old, not looking to be huge, but want to look and feel good. As you've said on your cardio Q and a, the test definitely has me feeling younger. So he, if he is cycling you off, it's because he wants to make sure that you're not completely suppressing the production of your testosterone forever and preventing yourself from having children. If that is not an issue, there's truly no reason to come off of the testosterone because you're actually going to crash every time, even with the HCG and feel crappy and then be putting yourself back on again 10 weeks later. If you are running HCG concurrently, then, then you can also stay on. And I know a lot of guys that have gotten their girls pregnant on gear that is sort of old application. Nowadays, a lot of the doctors will have you just do HRT literally for the rest of your life because there's really not a downside to it at that dosage. There's not, you don't need to, I, you 100% don't need to be on DECA all the time though. Like that's very cool that your doctor will do that. I have a cool doctor too. Um, but that one, I, I would say that is totally like makes sense to, to cycle off of for 10 weeks. But there, there really is no downside to an HRT dose of testosterone. It's therapeutic. So there, there's really no point to come off. Now, if you specifically want kids, then yes, come off and do the HCG protocol. Or you can stay on and do HCG, but you have to have that introduction of HCG. All right. Next one says, hey, hey, PJ and Josh, I was wondering if you have any idea if PCT IV is still good if I were to use it for the Osterine in it. I want to take it with some carterine and androstenolone and epiandrostrone. I'm 18 and I'm trying to get bigger. I've worked out for three years and I've been feeling sluggish in the gym. I've had a lot of setbacks with anorexia and bad weight regain, period. I'm trying to feel good and get my body I'm happy with. Any tips would be great. Oh, man. That's an aggressive cycle for somebody that's also had problems with anorexia. So you're and at 18. You've had a problem with starving yourself to be thin, and now you're going to try to 
not gear up, but you're you're getting SARMs in there, pro hormones. I mean, it sounds like you have like body issues, and I, I feel like that's like a, a really aggressive. I mean, look, we talked about aggressive juice cycles on here all the time, but that's like a pretty aggressive amount of stuff to take. Is he saying that he can't gain size? Mm, I'm trying to get bigger, and I've worked out for three years. I've been feeling sluggish in the gym. Is really all he says, other than asking if it's good to take PCT IV for the Austrian in it. He wants to stack it with Carterine, Androstenolone, and Epiandrostrone. I don't even know what Epiandrostrone is. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, you wouldn't. There, it's not going to hurt him to take the PCT five with it. Yeah. If, if it's, the short answer to that is yes, you can take the PCT five with it. The long answer is you're young. Yeah. You should probably you're 18. Yeah, things. that's and, and a lot. And probably need to make sure you're eating enough. I mean, that too. from the anorexic side, if you're sluggish in the gym, right? I Maybe mean, just more I mean, carbs. Are you even eating enough? You know? Tell them to send pictures for the next one. Yeah, send in some pictures. And, um, you know, based on our answer, you know, let us know a little bit more about yourself. And, like, what you're eating. Yeah. Eat What's you. going on? All right, next one says, hey, PJ, my name is Kurt, and I need your help here. I'd never taken a pro hormone before, but I tried Brutal Force and I liked it a lot and got good results from it. I made a dumb decision and didn't PCT afterwards. Mm. I waited about five to six weeks after being done with Brutal Force and started taking Chosen One by itself. After a week, I started feeling really tired, depleted, loss of appetite, and started losing weight and muscle even while still eating a lot and training five to six days a week. I stopped taking the product about seven weeks ago after using it for almost two weeks, but I still don't feel any better. I'm not inclined on DHEAs or the androstenes in the products. If you have an idea of why I feel this way and could help point me in the right direction of how to get healthy, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. So I actually answered this. He came into the uh, Q&A. So I'll give you guys a quick summary of what, what I told him in the Q&A. What happened was he got a great run with Brutal Force, like everybody does, and then he didn't do any PCT. And then he wound up going to chosen one. So what happens is the brutal force suppressed his testosterone, but it has that test base effect from it. So he felt like he was on a good amount of testosterone. So then he stopped it with suppressed testosterone and got on chosen one, which won't do anything for your testosterone at all. So it's almost like it, it, more. It, it would it would it would actually suppress it even more. Right. And chosen one's great because it doesn't aromatize. You know, so it's like Anivar, you know, it's not something that will give you gyno and it'll, it'll put on muscle. But if you've got no testosterone going at all, you're not going to feel good. Right. Uh, and so people make a mistake all the time of running Chosen One without Brutal Force, and they really shouldn't. They really shouldn't. Unless you're on testosterone and you got the test base there, then it doesn't matter and you're great. So what I told him was if you want a very fast switch back to feeling good again, get back on Brutal Force and run that for four weeks. But if you don't want to fast and you want to just be off for a while and clean out, you got to run the Apex Mail and PCD5 for probably at least four weeks, maybe eight. Hopefully he feels good in four. Um, but he's going to bring his testosterone back again. Either naturally or unnaturally. You cannot not do the PCT, guys. You have to do Apex Mail or PCD5 or, like I suggest, both. Yeah. That was, I'm sure, not a great combo with dropping the test and then nope. waiting five or six weeks, which probably just kept it baseline to where it got dropped to or lowered it more mm -hmm. and then got on the chosen one probably didn't feel very good um next one says pj and josh i recently joined the legion and couldn't be happier with that i actually just met dragon and keon both at the booth in the new york pro i'm looking for some cycle advice i'll jump right in it 
I had spoken to PJ before about running a lean stack, so he suggested, and I am taking, Methaquad, Chosen One, Recomp, Myo Stack, and Halo Elite, all at double the suggested dose. Wow, good man. He's going hard. Now, I am no stranger to gear and have heard that you see the way see way more results running tests with chosen ones. So I am looking to jump back on a dose of tests with this stack and want to know which ester you suggest in dosage. I'm trying to build some more solid lean mass before I start a prep for men's physique in August. Thank you for all you do for us. Legion member Derek Milton, 580. Awesome. Uh, very good question. So you don't need much, just some testosterone sipinate. And listen, anyone's going to get a good base on an HRT dose test. When you get on an HRT dose test, you feel good and you, and, and you make steady gains. That's 200. Now, if you want to get into bodybuilding numbers, just double it, 400. Or if your test is 250, it'll wind up being 500. There's no one that won't make awesome gains on that. And it works forever. <laughs> All right. Next one says, <clears throat> hello, PJ and Josh. It's Chris, the MF Ox. How are you guys doing? Uh, question time again. What is your opinion on doing keto and intermittent fasting together? Next question in bodybuilding. Do they have any divisions where older people, specifically 40s, 50s, and 60s, in amateur competition? Just curious, as always. Appreciate the answers and all the info you give me and all the help you give everybody else. You guys are awesome and great help. Build to make a trip to Florida to meet you guys someday. Uh, Todd Dave did keto and intermittent fasting and he lost like 63 pounds that's how he did it yeah he lost 63 pounds in the bpj so yeah, his transformation is crazy yeah uh, he did an amazing job so shout out to todd dave um so yeah it can be done um some people are far more sensitive to carbs than others so it can absolutely be done i don't so i used to do a keto diet for a long time i liked it it was great and when I decided to try intermittent fasting, it really happened by accident and I just felt really good. And so I stayed with it, but I don't really follow all that much of a protocol. I just eat during my window of six hours. And, um, my, my plan is, is pretty simple. It's not an eight hour feed. It's only a six hours. So I don't restrict myself as much. Um, and yeah, there's classes for every age 40. There's usually like amateur. At the amateur level, you got over 40, over 50, and 15. over 60 I've seen yeah. too. Were they asking like novice? What did they say? Uh, do, he just said, do they have any divisions where older people specifically? Yeah, no, they definitely do. There's usually not oh, yeah. that many people in the classes. You know, like uh, the over 40 will have a few, but like usually if there's an over 50 or over 60 at the show, it'll be one, maybe two people. Maybe two, yeah. yeah. But I, I still appreciate that about bodybuilding, though, that they do have yeah. those age divisions because mm -hmm. I think that. It just gives everybody a chance to compete if they want to yeah. or to get their body. And even if you're the only one up there, it's still fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've seen a few like 70, 80 year old guys over the years on stage that you're like, holy shit, this dude's 80. Like, yeah. Still killing yeah. it. <laughs> That's always, everybody always gets a kick out of that. All right. Mm, nope. Next one says, my dearest Lord Braun and Colonel. What's going on, guys? I really appreciate you guys doing this week after week, pretty much answering the same questions over and over again, but it's awesome. So here's my question. I'm working all summer with my pops, truck driving and moving. It sucks, but I get to spend, spend time with him and make decent money. I can't lift at all during the summer, which sucks dick, but when I get back, I was going to run a pretty brutal stack to get back in shape. I'm training to become a straight trooper in PA, and I'm also doing, doing cheer in college. It's pretty sweet, dude. More stories to come. Anyways, here's my idea of my stack. What are your thoughts? I would run this for 12 weeks. 
four super strong, four brutal force, four abnormal, one method quad, six halo elite a day, four myostack, six recomp for the whole cycle, and then high tech pharmaceuticals HGH supplement. I think you guys are associated, so I don't mind buying outside of Blackstone for that particular supplement. Correct. I was also thinking about adding in the Letro for 12 weeks. Then for PCT, I was going to do PCT5, Apex, double Epicat, double Anagenin. Should I add Eradicate? Should I add extra Eradicate? All this with the essentials too, like Glycolog, Ortho, Gear Support, Formula 19. But yeah, here it is. What do you guys think? Is it stupid or cool? Overkill or not? Let me know what your thoughts are. I don't want to bore you with how I lift, but... I am, or at least will be by the end of summer, a lean but unmolded 200. My goal would be get up to 225 within nine months, so maybe running the cycle twice. Sincerely, Benny. I mean, it's a very thorough protocol. You don't need the eradicate, though, at the end. That's the part that I would say you don't have to worry about. Um, definitely don't worry about that. I would actually even suggest that you're staying off the eradicate at the end because you're going to want to balance everything out the right way. But outside of that, I mean, that's a really good – you put it together really well. Yeah. It's smart, actually. Should be you should stay pretty lean doing that too. Yeah, uh, run it for twelve weeks. Yeah, no, oh, sounds awesome, dude. All right, next one says, "Hey PJ, as you think I, as you think I know, I am a Legion member and I am doing the Badger State Classic this year in October. I am also doing the Gladiator in Chicago. I am going for my pro card in one of those two shows." My question is, I need more Blackstone shirts to wear to the gym and rep the brand. Buying them is not a problem at all, just wanting more options. Hmm. Also, 3XL is out of stock whenever I ask for Brandon for shirts to buy. Is there any way you can help me out? I really want to rep Blackstone as much as I can. Thank you again. So we are a little low on apparel right now, and this is what I keep telling everybody. Um, until we get into a new building, we're not really ordering more apparel because there's truly nowhere to put it. No space for it. There's truly nowhere to put it. So... Currently, right now, guys, we are in two different buildings plus a storage unit. And it's a huge pain in the ass for shipping. And it's now gotten to a point where, you know, it's getting hard for them to have everything shipped on time. And we can't have stuff being backed up, you know, especially with, you know, when we run sales kind of close to, together, like we did with the Memorial Day thing this weekend. I mean, sh shipping came in with like another, an extra like 800 orders that had to go out. And we're, of course, a supplement company. So we're not going to be like, oh, let's not put out any supplements anymore. Hold off on the chosen one. Let's drop some more DBs. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we're kind of just holding off on, on apparel for now. I know it sucks, but we'll have more soon. And when we do, we'll have triple extra large. So this last one we'll ask uh, says PJ and Coach K. My name is Joanna. And I was wondering if there's any protocol for masturbation while on prep. Is there a time when I should cut down or out masturbation? Or can I continue enjoying myself the entire prep? Also, are there any benefits or downsides to masturbating two to three times a day? Thanks, Joanna. Does she have her Instagram on there? No, but there I want to be your friend, Joanna. <laughs> we can masturbate together. No, we do have her email. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So when you see that PJ brought up Blackstone Labs pop in your inbox, <laughs> you already know. Um, Coach K, when you were prepping for your shows. Oh, boy. What was your position on masturbation? Were you like a fighter? Like I can't do it. I'll lose. I'll lose my my energy in the gym. It it was never came. It came really down to like interest in probably like sex at that time. Yeah, cause you're just tired. Energy levels. Yeah, mm -hmm. we were just like your whole focus is like what your next meal is and like yeah. getting to bed at a certain time because you have to get up early the next day. So it was not like really on your mind, you know and. 
And I'm sure people like girls have boyfriends when they're on prep or husbands like that person probably feels really alienated and lonely. Mm -hmm. So I I do try to tell my competitors, I'm like once a week, like have a little date night with your husband or boyfriend, make them feel special because they're dealing with your moods and not seeing you as much. So like really take the time out for them and like remember that they're alive. Yeah. Pop an arson. Just go to work a little bit. Like, (laughs) you know. You know, be a team player here. I like how you avoided the question about your own masturbating. See how good I am. <laughs> but, you know, with her question, I'm like, do what you do, boo. Like, the only, like, for me, I was telling, so it's like, are you spending three hours a day dedicated to, to masturbating where you're you're losing out on gym time because yeah. you're obsessed with your thing thing? Like, if it's taking over gym time, then maybe you have, like, an issue there. But, I mean... If you're like, you can't replace your cardio with flicking the bean is what you're saying. Right. I mean, you're going to get your heart rate up. So I'm like, good for you for burning extra calories. Like that's great, but still 45 minutes. Yeah. So if you're doing it in a timely manner, a lot of people, the main question they have is, is it going to affect their performance? And no, it's not. There's actually no negative effect on your performance whatsoever. Um, if you're doing it and then relaxing and not going to the gym, well, then obviously that'll affect your performance. But like hormonally changes that occur in your body, there's nothing that'll affect your performance. So like they used to tell like like fighters, like you can't have sex the night before a fight, you won't fight good the next day. And there's there's truly no physiological reason why that makes any sense at all. I had a client though that like had read that, this young kid. And so he wrote he wrote me, but he didn't ask, he told me. Mm-hmm. So he goes, I know that now that I've started my my contest prep, that I can't have sex anymore. So I let my girlfriend know and you know, she wasn't really happy about it, but she supports my competing. And I read this and I was like, get the fuck out of here. You're like, just give your girlfriend so, my number. So I, I didn't address it. Right. And so then like a couple weeks went by and um, he was like, man, my girlfriend's really not happy about the no sex thing. And I'm like, don't tell you you want to be a champion, man. And you then went with it the whole time. And then a few weeks later he was like, man, my, my, my girl does not support this anymore. And I go, have you had sex? And he was like, no, I just know I can't. And I go, please go have sex with her. I go, honestly, dude, I shouldn't let this go this far. I honestly, honestly just couldn't believe that you were doing that. And I was like, damn, this kid wants to do whatever it takes to win. There's truly no correlation between like sex and doing good and bodybuilding. I was like, go have sex with her tonight. And he was like, oh my God, thank you so much. She'll be so happy. So he had gone like a solid like six weeks in the beginning of his prep. So what she doesn't know or she probably found out is that he was going to probably lose it a few weeks anyway. That's great. So most of the guys that I talk to, they wind up losing it like four or five weeks out. And if they're like really horny guys, like somebody like Josh, they'll be able to go like a lot longer. So for me, I was uh, I was in relationships for a good amount of my bodybuilding. And I actually was still having sex even up to like a week of my show, just not every day. And it was very like, I'm really tired. Do you want to ride me for a minute type thing? And then I would sleep good afterwards. Like, so it was like a lot, a so lot, a lot different. And, um, it's funny because like at the end though, because if you're on all these like aromatous inhibitors and whatnot, your loads are way different. It's all way different. And then as soon as you drop that shit, I had this conversation with Keon the other day who doesn't even take all the fucking good shit that we t- take. He's like, man, as soon as I got on Apex Mail, woo. And I was like, that, you know, the fact that you're saying that about Apex Mail is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, good for you, Keon. Um, so, oh, man. Um, you know, for women, I'll answer it this way though. If you are using 
anabolic and or androgenic steroids, you're going to be way hornier throughout your prep. That's just the way it is, even when you're dieting hard. And so you may need to do that to psychologically feel like chilled out. Because if you're walking around like all aggressive and and I, I had a bodybuilder, uh, I'm not going to say her name, obviously, but she told me that like she wanted to run a little bit of a trend, right? She was running very low dose. She was running five milligrams a day of trend. So that's 35 milligrams a week, which just to put it in perspective, most guys do 100 milligrams every other day, right? But I'll tell you, it made her freaking hard as a rock. But what she said was that she would literally sit on the edge of her couch and just grind on it. And she was like, I would come like five times in five minutes. And she goes, and I would do that multiple times a day. She's like, I just couldn't stop how sensitive I was down there. And I was like, damn, that's fucking nuts. I'm like, yeah, good for you, though, if you're getting off that many times. And she said that she was like that for most of her prep. And like if her husband didn't want to bang, she was like fucking mad. She was like, you're going to bang me right now. And she was jacked. So he was like, all right, doing I guess what I'm going to do what I got to do. But <laughs> That's when you take a woman and and now on something like that, she's on like basically, you know, 20 times more androgens than a woman would be on even at a low dose of trend because of how strong trend is. That's going to happen. So it's kind of funny because if a woman's using anabolics and training hard, not anabar, there's no androgenic side of anabar, but let's say they're using some proviron or some Winstrol or even a test booster, they're going to get hornier. Whereas a guy, once you start adding in those aromatous inhibitors and those estrogen blockers, your sex drive is going to tank out. So get it when you can. If you can freaking rub one out, do it. Get it while the getting's good. Do it. Yep. <laughs> and um, we are going to end this. Uh, at least we got a, a a little sex question in there with Coach K. Yeah, that was definitely fun. I was hoping they were going to ask questions about about Coach K's sex life. I think that's that's always the the aim. Yeah. But we just never get the shot. Um, I'm kind of glad that um, she doesn't talk about it though, because the visions and fantasies that I have of her are pretty over the top. It keeps it uh keep keeps you with something to, They're to pretty fantasize over about. the top. You're you know, you can't just have it all presented to you on a golden platter. <laughs> that is that is correct. No, I think that there could have been wackier stuff in there. There may have been. There Sometimes probably was. Maybe there was. We didn't get to it. The ones that I like the most are when we get relationship questions. Those are my favorite ones. Those are the best. Yeah, I like stuff like we that. We get good relationship questions. We help people's relationships. They need to write in more about like everyday life stuff, not like the cycle I stuff. know. I like, ask, I ask like, every week. Yeah. Like, if guys, go seriously. Back and listen to all the podcasts. I have to have answered every goddamn steroid question there is. I mean, somebody will be like, I'm going to stump him on a steroid question. Um, there's so much like new listeners. Just go back to episode one. And if you make it to here and you still want to know about steroids at that point, shoot us your question. I'll tell you right now. I think most, most people are going to get to this point and be like, man, I'm fucking tired of hearing about steroids. I'm done with this trend. Like, come on. No yeah. More. I don't want to know more. The HCG questions, the test. How much test should I do questions? Yeah. Um, should I run test and HCG at the same time? We get that question. Every day. Yep. <laughs> At least once a show. So many uh, questions on HCG always. Um, this is what I'm telling people now, by the way. Let's close out with this. Okay. If you are of proper age to be on HRT and you don't care about having kids, there is truly no point to ever come off of your HRT for the rest of your life. It is essentially anti-aging and it's going to make you feel good and stay younger as you get older. Yep. So there's truly – so don't even ask anymore. If the doctor puts you on HRT, stay on it and, until you die. It's the fountain of youth. Yeah, you don't have to change it at all. Just do what he told you to do. Or, or a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, though. And we're going to end that like we always do with a peace out. Bye.